0: morning you're listening to drinking socially the official untapped podcast
1: your weekly look in what to what's happening in the untapped community and the world
0: of beer speaking of the world of beer this episode is brought to you by the untapped beer fest we're coming to San Diego's Petco Park at Gallagher Square, October 1st and 2nd, and we're bringing more than 70 amazing breweries with us, including Drecker, El Segundo, Pizza Poor, Ren House, Single Cut, Dank House, and VIP access includes beers from Horace Aged Ales, Tripping Animals, and Vitamin C to name a few. VIP and general admission tickets are still available, Check out festivals.untap.com for more information and use the coupon code DSPODCAST, just like Drinking Socially Podcast, for $10 off VIP tickets and $5 off your general admission. Again, that's coupon code DSPODCAST. Hit the caps lock button, slam in the coupon code, (laughs) save a few bucks, and we'll see you in America's finest city with some world's finest beers October 1st and 2nd. Also, Ooh. while you're listening, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Harrison, we got a great episode coming up. What's what's on the agenda today?
1: Move over, birthdays. See you later, Christmas. You can just kick rocks, Halloween. There's a new celebration in town. It's unofficial untapped 4.0 day. Okay, all right. I didn't believe the name needs some work. We'll get there. But guys and gals, have you heard? Untapped 4.0 is out of the beta and into the real world in all its dark mode containing glory. Hip hooray! So years of work went into this update. We're excited to have on today's show, the man behind the magic, a familiar voice to many of you, the one and only Kyle Roderick, original Dream Socially host, and he also happens to be the executive vice president of product at Untapped as well. Uh, he's going to talk to us about what's going on behind the curtain, what this means for Untappd's future, if he's a dog or a cat person. Plus, we're going to be featuring one of Kyle's favorite badges. It's tough to pick one. Uh, you don't know Brett, and dropping not one, not two, but three new beers on the dirty and socially badged to put the icing on the cake of this party. We may even virtually fight to the death about who the greatest Brett ever is. Will there be time? Will John find the bear snacks I hid in his dresser? Will Kyle tell us a secret to how he makes his voice sound so smooth? Only one way to find out, and you're doing it right now. So take it away, Bear
0: bait. I mean, John. I'm really concerned about the bears <laughs> in eastern North Carolina. Don't point. worry about it. Really quick before we get Kyle on the show, the badge we're featuring today is called You Don't Know Brett. There's a lot i want to unpack there but when you unlock this badge untapped will ask we're looking for brett have you seen him looks like you have that's an american wild ale <laughs> and a brett beer very popular nowadays so brett can't hide any longer much like the bear bait in my dresser you yeah. have to check in five beers with the style of brett beer american wild ale or IPA Brett, uh, five beers. that have to be listed as that style on Untapped. So we're gonna talk more about Brett in a minute, but right now it's been, if you're listening to this episode on the day it was released, 924 days <laughs> since we were blessed with the smooth, buttery sounds of Untapped's VP of everything, Kyle Roderick. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show, Kyle. Thanks for having
2: me, guys. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> I should have. I didn't. I didn't know that you would be introing me this way. I feel like I needed to maybe go to the nearest party store, get a helium balloon and just absolutely dupe both of you. into. it's also I've never sucked helium in my life, but Mm. i would do it the first time here on this show just to troll both of you on <laughs> on that and I, I didn't i should have prepped that apologies no. next time
0: i don't think next helium time. would affect your voice at all kyle i think you're right. right? <laughs> That's
1: right. just go deeper it would just That's it would right. end up deeper right. yeah right make the balloon bigger somehow ah uh, man well i'm i'm really
2: glad to be here and uh you all have been doing a, uh, a smashing job hosting the podcast since uh, Tim and I passed the baton, passed the proverbial baton to, to both of you. So thank you. Thank you again for continuing this. You keep the same intro. It's just it's an incredible podcast. I'm, I'm very glad to be here.
1: <laughs> That's right. A little bit of flashbacks there. It's a lot of fun, a lot of late nights, a lot of drinking, but someone's got to do it. And here we are.
0: And speaking of drinking, oh. I mean, not to be a downer here, but we have work to do, gents. <laughs> we do. Um, three American wild beers to get through. And Kyle, as the guest on the show, and <laughs> I'm really excited to ask you what beer you brought. And if you're not watching on YouTube, this would be a great time to pivot because I think Kyle's we beer may, is going to be really exciting.
1: We may not need confetti. It may be in the bottle. <laughs> this, this, this.
2: That's right. This liquid confetti that's about to come pouring out of the top of this bottle. Uh, I have with me Stone's Enjoy After 122615 Brett IPA 7% ABV. This is the oldest beer in my cellar. Uh, Second edition. So I'm guessing that this is maybe the second enjoy after Stone. Obviously very well known for their enjoy before series and they continue to roll out with their enjoy before series. Um, Enjoy after is sort of a play off of that. It's, I believe. And again, stone uh, get at me in the comments in the mentions (laughs) below. Uh, It's their enjoy series beer, the IPA, but with Brothanomyces. And so that's the wild ale uh, twist that we have here. Um, (laughs) Recommended aging on this is, one year. So I got this in 2014. <laughs> the year the year is uh 2021 here and and so I'm excited to to open this one up. Rumor is reading the comments on untapped.com and over in the untapped app, this is exploding on people. Uh some are reporting some are reporting that the uh being spiked with Brett here is actually retaining a lot of the carbonation. Okay. Some are saying that it, it isn't. Um, I haven't. I was I was telling you all before the show started, I have not had this beer under probably 60 or 70 degrees in the many, many years that I've had this. And so uh-huh. the only time that's ever been chilled is for serving right now for this show. And so I'm excited to open it.
1: So, yeah. So if anything, yes, that Brett's been happy eating away at car making more carbonation. I hope so. Sure. Or, so this may be very carbonated, or it may make no noise when you open it. That's <laughs> that's the dice you roll with aging anything. But I'm excited to bear witness to this and to see what happens. Am I am I doing that now? Am I doing you, am I doing this now? Start, to- yeah, you can right. start. What, yeah, usually we'd have a job away with, from yeah.
0: everything. I've, yeah. I've heard
2: the moment you take the cage off is oh, just oh, like wow.
0: just <laughs> yeah. like that oh no kyle needs a new sink now uh, <laughs> kyle needs new new everything wow that scared me,
1: that scared me so much I, you, you, got... you called it you you money in the bank right
2: there man uh, not bad not just one one brawny doing okay
0: well wow, professional great statement for brawny perfect <laughs> The beer that opens itself. That's amazing. The beer that right.
1: Wow. So, yeah.
2: question question to both of you:
1: Is is this a proper
2: glassware podcast?
0: We've so, talked about proper glassware, yeah, but we've also sure. drank right from the can. I think yeah, exactly uh, right. So I don't I don't
2: think I'm going to go into this uh, uh, one pint nine point three six uh, fluid ounces bottle on On its own, so I did bring glassware, and i I'm unsure of what to choose here tiku Ooh. The obvious obviously the hop culture beer yeah. culture collab tiku nice. got that uh, unbranded tulip yeah. nice maybe yeah uh, or 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 slightly uh strange gold rimmed uh sort of first anniversary tall glass i don't know the name for this one but
0: it's the expensive glass that my wife wants
1: to buy every very
0: like a beer flute
1: Uh, yeah but let's Let's go let's go beer flute flute beer flute it's probably not but that's okay so i would man i mean i think it's dealer's choice here and even if i nerd out slightly it's you know it's age it's it's brett but it's also an ipa there's you could any of those glasses work probably whoa probably not out of the bottle though.
0: maybe from the looks of that first smell maybe you want to go with the glass that won't really allow you to waft in the aroma right Or take your off the table
1: yeah i think yeah i like to the i mean whatever unbranded tulip it's you really no there's really no wrong way to do it i think but john makes a good point let that thing open up a bit Ooh, yeah, it's got a lot look of at that. look at that it looks i mean obviously great carbonation not- and it looks beautiful It's really not bad. I'm,
2: it smells just (laughs) delightful, just wonderful,
1: just incredible. Like like time, time in a bottle, as Jim Croce would say. Um, That's amazing. All right. I'll let, let's let you have some time with that. John, let's talk about your beer and then we'll kind of do a round of first sips. I don't want you to, I don't want you to wait uh, until Kyle passes out. (laughs)
0: there's no oxygen left in that room anymore. (laughs) The beer I'm bringing is a little less ceremonious and much less old, but uh, from Wicked Weed, their Plains Dealer, part of their Mm. Canvas series. And this is a two-part beer for me. One, Wicked Weed, uh, when I was growing up, kind of introduced me to American Wilds. And there's a lot of nostalgia there for the beers they were allowing me to taste that I might not have found otherwise. And the second part is I needed to find an American wild style on untapped to qualify for this badge. And the stores are full of sour beers and fruited sours and Berliners, (laughs) but it was really hard to find one. So I went to the old standby wicked weed and I found Plains dealer part of their canvas series. This is a bourbon barrel aged sour Fermented with lemon zest. So I'm either Mm. gonna really enjoy this, or I'm gonna say a lot of things like "interesting" (laughs) and a lot going on with this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This episode brought to you by Lysol. Right, exactly. Let's hope not. My goodness, but that's uh, you're right, John. Great call out to Wicked Weed. They really were kind of the, the, especially in North Carolina. The whenever was talking about American wild elves online, you could go and find. Wicked Weeds offering relatively easily. Look at that. Oh, and bra- branded,
0: branded pint. Very Smart. good. That's Smart. always a safe fallback if you're unsure of what glassware to use. <laughs> uh, a general pint glass will, will suffice. And if it has the same brewery logo on it, I think that, that supersedes any sort of glassware recommendations. I'm going to let this breathe. Yep. It smells exactly like you might expect a zesty, bourbony sour mm-hmm. to uh-huh. smell. Uh, Harrison, what do Let's you got? Do
1: what do I have? Oh, I say to North Carolina as well today, I'm going to be enjoying from Zillacoa Beer Company their American Wild Ale, which is called American Wild Ale. Um, oh, so you got pretty, lucky, pretty straightforward. I did, I was c- prepared for aged on lemon zest or barrel aged and, and whatever. This is, is food or aged, but um. American Wild Ale, 7.4%, only 350 check-ins on Untapped, 340 of them in the month of August. So really a new beer for Zilacoa, uh, which is pretty cool to get, get my hands on. I didn't know that. I, it's, with a name like American Wild Ale, I figured it'd be something they got to brewed all the time. But it's a mixed culture, wild captured with woodfin native yeast, 100% percent refermented in the bottle. Um, and it, the notes from the brewery complex oak forward food or fermented mixed culture beer. So excited to try this. Also, I mean, it's a little bit newer, but always open it any bottle with a healthy respect for what could happen.
0: Ooh, man. All right. I'm
1: going to, I'm going to, always the, the,
2: the first smell of opening any kind of wild ale is just amazing.
1: Yep. Yeah. It, there's, it's, I joked earlier, but it really does feel like you're drinking, right, this is what beer used to taste like and still does, like, you know, if you just made a beer in Belgium and let it sit outside, you know, if you open fermented it, this is what you would get without even having to harvest anything, really, um, yourself, but glad they are um, going the extra mile and finding some local yeast to prop this guy up. Ooh, it's very bubbly. That's another nice thing about kind of bottle conditioned beers the bubbles are loud it's like a bunch of rice krispies in here yelling at me snapping and crackling (laughs) all right kyle have you had a sip let's get back i I haven't
2: i haven't so i need to dig in Uh, one of the things that i one of the things i think is most interesting too is that especially for the american brett beer and and wild ales in general like Even craftbeer.com is like, I don't know where to put this, right? Right. It's all the way left-hand side, pale on color, all the way right-hand side on dark on color. And it spans the full spectrum on color, on bitterness, and on ABV. And it's just one of those really kind of, uh, pardon the pun, untapped, styles that uh, I, I feel like i don't have enough of i'm only on level seven on uh, you don't know brett so let's let's jump into this
1: yeah let's do it i'm excited great carbonate
2: honestly yes uh, great carbonation still from yeah. from this uh there was a lot of head on it when i first poured it but it's really dissipated quite nicely and it's been retained this this whole time um fluffy um like kind of yeah very aerated now that i've kind of sat on it a little while sure i think maybe chilling the bottle a little more may have done done it more justice it's a little uh barnyard funk at the moment given it's a little warmer in the
1: glass um There you go. That's kind of what, yeah. And that's not unexpected for this style, but you absolutely, especially given that
2: it's a bread IPA, like hop character in this is totally present. Like I get a lot of Mm -hmm. weird, complex, um, umami, like grassy things happening. And it's, it's, um, it's kind of tastes like a full meal. Um, <laughs> Ooh. or like a, like a McDonald's cheeseburger you left out for multiple years, and then tried it. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um,
0: That's a fun experiment that I want. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's right. It's, That's it's really, re- it's pretty good. I'm the thing is you hype something up for years and years and years, and sure. it's the oldest thing. And now there's another oldest thing somewhere in my cellar, but right. You, you think that it's going to be kind of, I don't know, either really, really good or really, really right. bad or somewhere in between. I feel I feel like I kind of landed somewhere in the yeah, it's, it's actually not bad. It's it's fairly tame for what I expected, but also like really complex. Uh, so I'm I'm enjoying it pretty thoroughly. John, what do you have you have you
0: gone into yours yet? I have I'm probably three sips in now. Smart. and um i have a bottled on date of 2017 so mm-hmm. still technically an old beer but with Kyle on the show this is this i, I can't claim i don't even want to talk about how old it is I've I, I, been think the it, I think i think a little bit though
2: that that is definitely before i stopped doing the show so at least you know you've got you've got there that go. beat the beer just needs to at least have been made before uh before i stopped hosting duties
0: this was in the bottle when, when, when Kyle was still uh, leading the charge at Drinking Socially. When that's, that's right. PlayStation 3 was still on most of our shelves. Mm. Or, mm. Uh, but in terms of flavor for this beer, it's I think I, I love what, what Kyle did kind of walking through the taste as a journey, not necessarily breaking it down objectively. And I feel like with the wild beer, like I'm tasting something that's alive. It's not like I'm comparing an aged cheddar this is a funky blue that that is telling me much more than just a cheese the yeast is giving me a lot of flavor Uh, the lemon has survived but the Mm. overwhelming i think if i could summarize this in in a sentence this beer tastes like walking through a warm gym locker room holding Mm -hmm. a lemon while drinking bourbon (laughs)
1: So like, uh, right, like any Rotary Club, that's just happening <laughs> across the country
0: now at different country clubs. and Good, but good. I don't mean that in a bad way. Obviously, yeah, I like ha- want to go walk through a warm gym locker room, but it tastes good.
2: <laughs> How did I end up here? What was what was the night right. before that that uh, right. and, ended me in this situation right now in this moment?
1: Right. Headed to the sauna with a little hair of the dog. We've all been there before. A little bourbon in your glass and a lemon just to wake you up cup purify the senses and the soul There's, this is great
0: a, of, is that that one's is that pretty fresh in the bottle you open it up? is yeah and so it doesn't
1: I, if it has a bottle on date i'm missing it but like i said i mean they could have aged this for as long as they wanted to but in terms mm-hmm. of being out in the world it's only been about a month and a half um all in the all north carolina ingredients hops north carolina Rye, North Carolina, the wheat, the barley, or the barley, like I said, the, this native yeast to Woodfin NC where they are uh, brewing, where they're based out of. And in terms of flavor, right, so this is coming out hot. You know, it's got that kind of classic, it's almost apple cider vinegar, but not with that horrible, like that back of your tongue vinegarness that apple cider vinegar brings to it. It's more the apple that's a little bit tart. That's what I'm getting right away with some kind of grape notes in there too. Um, but it's so um, so straightforward because, again, it's just there is no fruit. There is, it's not age on anything. It's dialed <laughs> through the temperature check right now. That's good. 65.5, yeah.
2: just a, a, a
1: really nice 65.5. Nice, beautiful. That's when the horse flavors really come out. Anything above <laughs> 64 and a half, it's all horse, all the way down. But, um, that's, yeah, this is tasting pretty, pretty fresh. I wish I grabbed a second bottle cause it'd probably be cool in seven years, but, uh, now I won't know.
0: <laughs> if, uh, here's an unplanned question that I want to ask, especially Kyle. Um, and honestly, especially you too, Harrison and everyone who happens to be drinking along with us. What, if you could have access to any food item in your imagination, what would you bring to pair with the beers that you're drinking right now? Kyle? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, definitely like a, um, pork carnitas tacos, uh, just like, um, really, uh, fatty, um, Mm -hmm. juicy pork carnitas tacos, but with like the bright acidity of a, um, either some kind of pickled red onion or, um, S- something something like that. I think would this beer would cut that very well. Um, the, the the acidity and the spice and the funk that, that this has would go really, really well with with something like that.
1: Wow, bravo. Okay, Harrison? I'll go. Harrison. Sure. So I'm gonna get really specific because it actually jumped into my head when I had that first sip of ooh I wish I had. And it's it's called Coastal Cheddar. It may be at a lot of places, but I know Costco has it. That's where I get my twelve-pound block of it every other month. Um, <laughs> it's an aged cheddar. It's a cave-aged cheddar. It's one of the crumbly cheddars. It's got all mm. the little crystallizations in there. Yeah, yeah. And It's it makes wet. I eat, but um, but it, same kind of idea as Kyle. It's fatty, but the acidity of the beer just probably nicely sliced right through it so well in beer beer
2: and cheese pairings are not something you see a lot of folks talking about or doing and the really i'll agree with you harrison like the crystallization of an aged cheese like that is really important uh, especially when you're talking about these like kind of um really effervescent uh bright funky beers they go just perfectly together a a belgian quad or a triple would also do very well with uh, a cheese just like that so mm, sounds really good 12 pounds though can't get behind that
0: (laughs) you gotta get get a really industrial-sized diesel-powered grater but it's really efficient (laughs)
1: that's right we just use the axe we just use the same axe we use for the 20 pound sausage (laughs) (laughs) All right, John, what about you? Let's go. I'll put you on the spot as well. Food, know, we're out of time. Beer.
0: Um, get out of here. Come on. You got, you got <laughs> something great. I know you do. I want blue cheese after drinking this beer. Mm. I mean, I think. I With don't want the, the lemon?
2: Really? I'm. I'm surprised to hear that.
0: Well, okay, so follow me down this journey, right? We're making a a salad and there's fruit in it, maybe Mm -hmm. strawberry, a little lemon zest, some bitter greens like an arugula or a a watercress maybe. And then you've got these little blue cheese, little tiny blue cheese nugs that you pick up in there. So you get the sweet, the fruit, Mm -hmm. and then that bam, that funk comes through. But now Mm -hmm. let's turn that into a crispy flatbread pizza. That's what I want to eat with this beer. Wow.
1: The old salad to pizza flip. That's the one my doctor says you got to stop doing, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm with you. I'm with you, John.
2: You I'm going to recommend John. I, I'm, I'm going to recommend then. Yeah. Like you'll get some fattiness with the cheese as well. If you're, if you're putting it on pizza, I'm going to recommend figs, figs, oh, balsamic I was thinking
1: figs as well. I don't know why I was thinking G- figs.
2: gorgonzola figs, balsamic pizza, to die for just next level. Great. Also great with this. I would definitely take that.
0: Yeah. That's just, that's, that sounds like an incredible pizza. You could eat it for breakfast and then probably have it for lunch and then carry it all the way through to dinner. And I'm going to put you guys on the spot then.
2: Oh, good. Cold pizza or hot pizza. Is there, is there a recommendation both of you have?
1: Hmm. Well, I'm, a, I'm of the camp of you never reheat pizza. You just can't once it's cold, it's cold and you're eating it cold. Yeah. You never reheat pizza. You can do it physically, but I, it's a more of a bylaw a by a bylaw of my the life. In this house.
0: Pizza <laughs> right. Law,
1: it, right. Law, well, I've never happen. done it. So I don't, I'm assuming you can do it, but um, in terms of man, so, and just by the nature of, you know, a hot pizza not staying hot for too long. I probably had more cold pizza in my life than hot pizza, so I feel confident in speaking as an expert on cold pizza. Um, man, is one better than the other? I mean, there's it's it's tough to match a nice hot slice of pie, but that, as John said, that kind of next morning pizza. That's another special thing too that's some, that's the, the good the, the best friend you need in the morning sometimes that cold slice of pizza saying it'll be okay in about two more slices
0: and then it is <laughs> so I'm going to say cold and surprise myself I will hands down go with hot I've eaten way more <laughs> cold pizza than hot yeah yeah I think cold hides some of the flavors from me. And I want, when I'm eating a pizza, I want everything to be singing. And so for that reason, hot pizza, it's a rarity. Also, I would consider it a treat, even when you order pizza, right? And then they show up and you do the exchange and we trade for our pizza and I give you printed currency, whatever that may be worth (laughs) to you. And then I set the pizza down and I pull up Netflix and 45 minutes later, I've decided to watch YouTube instead and the pizza's cold. So hot pizza's a treat. And I think it gives the pizza its best chance to sing for me. So that's my pick. Yeah. Kyle, is there a definitive answer?
2: Yeah, no, John, sorry, you're wrong. So that's it's OK. It's fine. You know, I I, know. I, I, I assumed I assumed as much, but that's that's OK. It's all right. Um, well, I'll, I'll find some way to forgive you and move on. Just forget that this ever happened. Um, but that's probably going to take a couple more of these these bread IPAs.
0: Got it. It's. I'm sorry to let you down,
2: but you it's all right. Know. I'm. I'm excited to. Uh, I'm excited to level this thing up. To be honest, um, the last time I had a beer that had that actually leveled this badge was um, Russian Rivers uh, Instinction. Their Savion Ooh. Blanc um, version of this, very very good beer as well. Uh, just like super bright um it's also yeah a brett brett beer just barrel aged pilsner light really light but hides that like 8.25 percent. just Ooh. incredible
0: Ooh. incredible
1: two hats off to I'm that missing that yeah that's good stuff i was looking that through was mine
0: done series from russian river is is a barometer for the style i think yep it is and we
1: actually pulled up the top beers that use it so there have been eighty thousand unlocks of this badge you don't know brett um most of them top 10 russian river has two of them consecration and then supplication which are Two of their more widely distributed American wild ales, Damnation, which is not a wild ale, it's a blonde, it's the one that's you kind of see the most, and of course Blind Pig and Pliny's, but um, yeah, so brush comes up a lot here. Nugularis' Raspberry Tart, that's another one that you hear spoken about a lot, is like Nugular, that's like Nugularis' beer um that you the people hunt down black angel from wicked weed john so that's one that i've had That's one mm-hmm. that a lot of the kind of people cut their teeth on as well as medora from wicked weed that's in the top 10. number one though is from crooked stave there's sour rose which i have not had but uh, 850 or so untapped users that was the highest or most checked in most of your, uh, beer that was used to unlock this badge the most i should say Mm. Um, about eighty thousand, which is pretty
2: cool, and, so, yeah, also low overall in terms of uh right. you know badges that that have been leveled on yep. on the service, so yeah. again kind of a if you're if you're a badge chaser like this is one of those that you every beer that you have that qualifies you for this is going to taste different. I can guarantee it it's yep. just a it's the men's warehouse of badges. <laughs>
1: You're right. It's tough. And I think to John's point earlier, I would say 10 years ago, everything was an American Wild Ale that was sour. But now you have fruited sours, you have Berliners, you have you have American breweries messing with Flanders Red, which does not qualify for this. So you've got no. this. That American Wild Ale was a great umbrella kind of category that had a lot of brewers go, oh, what is this? What else can I do with it? What are some similar styles? And now you can go to a grocery store and find a bunch of fruited sours. But I would argue that that kind of 2010, which is when I had supplication the first time was back in like 2010, 2011, that time period when sours were really in wild ales were exploding. That is why you can go to a grocery store and find fruited sours now, which is like a much easier way to create a very similar experience, You're not waiting months on a, say, a beer to a rest on wood to get all this flavor. You can do it. Right in the kettle as you're making the beer, create a lot of these similar flavors. But um, I mean, at the kind of point, we're all making the the age, the time. It's something different um, in an American Wild Ale that is rested in wood, and you kind of wait to drink it. That you, it's hard to exactly duplicate that with like a kettle sour. So excited, there are more sour beers than ever. But by by, kind of virtue of that, it, it is harder to find just an American Wild Ale. Um, but uh, we did it, and this is, and I'm happy we did because it's a style I don't have enough of, which leads me to my horrible, horrible admission that this beer <laughs> will unlock level one of this badge for me. <laughs> no shame. Congratulations. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so excited you're all here for it, and my excuse <laughs> is going to be what I just said. In 2010 and 2011, <laughs> I drank a lot of American Wild Elves, and I didn't have untapped yet
2: so that's almost it's almost, it's cool almost like Harrison you need to become a supporter at untapped.com slash supporter and backdate your check-ins because we support that now
1: huh?
0: Ah, here you go now we're learning things you hear that folks oh, supportive you do that harrison you need to take a photo of your beer journal that says the time and date and which you drank those
2: beer i beer do need verification that. yeah that's right i i do look at i don't know if you knew this harrison i look at every single check-in that comes in i make sure that uh it happened that it's it's something that's real and so i do need i will uh, pick, picture it didn't happen
1: Got it. Picture didn't happen. Sadly, there are small ringed notebooks that have all the notes in them. I was that guy with the flashlight at the bar, <laughs> writing a notepad, looking at my view oh, in the dark. Flashlight. Come on. We all know sure. we know. all know
2: that dark mode at the bar is the new way to do things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a beautiful segue, Kyle. Let's, and yeah, proof it. Positive that you're, you're you found your home again. So, yeah, is that, uh, uh, now that I've messed up Kyle's segue, let's get to some questions
1: uh, for <laughs> untapped
0: executive VP of everything. No, technically product, but I mean, almost anything you've touched it untapped as you drink your beers. Kyle touched it first. That's that's probably what it says on his LinkedIn. So <laughs> we, we, we've just launched Untapped. I'm, I'm updating update.
2: my business card live as, as you're talking, John. I just hope you know. Perfect.
0: So many jokes that I'm keeping inside. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Untapped's biggest update involved dark mode, and yeah. we got some questions about it. Untapped mm-hmm. uh, socially has a pretty active Facebook group. Untapped. Had some questions come through on social media. So I'll I'll get started as we turn the spotlight on Kyle again. But we'll keep it sort of easy. Uh big fan of the podcast and untapped. Andrew asks, Kyle, what's what would you what's a better beer to celebrate the release of 4.0.0? A Belgian quad or a quad IPA?
2: Mm, this is this is tough. Um I've had maybe one quad IPA ever yeah. in my life. Is it? Do we have a definitive description of what what we believe is a quad IPA here? Are we are we the triple IPA folks, or are we the you know everything is a double IPA no matter what the ABV?
1: Uh, I think a quad IPA is a hoppy barley wine, but I don't know if that'll get ah. you know, in trouble. You know, I, yeah, I don't know if there's a definitive. I don't think the BJCP <laughs> recognizes it as a thing. And that's a nerdy barometer, but that is what we kind of use. I would so, say I don't
0: know. above fifteen percent and hop. <sighs> but I guess that is kind of a hop. but. That's that's where I would put it in my head. Fortunately, you're yeah. right, Harrison. We don't have a definition for it yet properly. Nope. Uh,
2: I think given given that m- the innovation and the um, the amount of work that went into 4.0, this, this latest iteration, I should say the background for this is that the latest untapped version is what we call a replatform. It is Mm. taking all of the features that you know and love and working over time to bring them back to the application, but by rewriting it from zero day, one of the development of this application was zero lines of code. And we're obviously at the, the launch of it. And so the work that goes into that, I think lends itself maybe a little better to a Belgian quad, right? It's kind of, it's complex. There was, there was more time and effort and, yeah. and uh, complexity behind it. Uh, but I will say the quad IPA is like, just think of the fastest hot rod with the biggest wheels the loudest motorcycle you've ever seen of beer like that's definitely the quad ipa the the beer that lets you know that it also has a podcast and you should go check it out (laughs)
0: that's
2: that's the beer that i think you know we're setting we're setting the foundations of with this version to create kind of you know the the supercar version of untapped in the future. This is laying the foundation for that. And so thanks to all the Belgian quads that have ever existed. Uh, I probably would celebrate with a quad IPA. It's the future. It's, it's where we want to go with the app.
1: Ooh, that's a great answer.
2: I w- I'll say as well, when we update, when we upload an application, it's a dot IPA file. And so maybe there's that tie in as well. I don't know
1: maybe a little too inside baseball but it's uh it's fun i like that that's great that's a a thoughtful answer um all right so we got another one another beer related question from mel and alicia from work for your beer you no follows uh both online at work for your beer on instagram they're great they're hilarious they put out awesome videos and made john and i do a workout live on facebook last yeah, year and john from that still hurts his his back he can't sit or stand so <laughs> Diabetes. He's, he's laying down now right didn't care <laughs> that but they're still great so they had a question for kyle they want to know what was your gateway beer aka the first beer that got you into beer you can harken back and yeah i think, think the new beginnings maybe take a peek on untapped
2: yeah, I I it was probably around the same time that I joined Untappd, to be quite honest. It was uh Pyramid uh in mm. their apricot ale or apricot?
1: Yep. Yep. Apricot, yep. apricot. Yep. Right. What what not. do you folks that's, say? It's apricot. I guess that's right. I don't know now. I don't know. I don't say it enough. I probably <laughs> it's said country club. Just say keep apricot. saying it. Apricot, 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 I don't know. I would just ask for the small yellow fruit, yellowish orange fruit, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the one where like <laughs>
2: you get the six pack Mm -hmm. and that ale definitely stayed in my fridge probably way too long, but that was the beer that like really got me into, okay, I should probably like think about, I don't know, beer flavors or, uh, you know, what I like. Do I have a preference? I'm, I'm frankly unsure, but uh, definitely pyramids apricot ale was, was the one for me.
1: That's great. That's awesome. That's, and, and that's a great way of thinking about it, right? It's, Everyone, whatever we have, we've shared our gateway stories here many times, but I think the, the point of it is it gets you to stop and think and go, wait, what was that? That was a beer or other, did, did, not all beers taste kind of like a light pilsnery thing. What else what is, is out there? there? Yeah. It is that little spark in your brain that starts asking all these other questions. And then you find yourself right in line waiting to buy a beer in the rain and you're like, how did this, how did I get here? Um, well, then wheat, wheat beer
2: is typically like kind of that gateway beer for a lot sure. of folks getting into craft. And something with fruit would definitely catch my eye more than anything else. And so uh, uh, trying something like this and Pyramid, right, it, up yeah. in the Bay Area of California, like Pyramid was next to Stone, maybe the only mm. six pack of craft beer I could have gotten at that point. And so that was... It was the wheat beer or the you, you know a
0: Had Brett IPA seven percent? <laughs> I'm going the other way.
2: Maybe, right. yeah. I, I, I it, who knows, John? I may That's not cool. have uh, may not have been on this podcast at that point. I would have become uh, a become a whiskey guy.
1: And now you're making me think that somebody should make a documentary about apricot beer. as now they changed? the beer world because you have apricot ale from pyramid you have magic hat number nine that a lot of people credit as their gateway beer and then mine is really aprihop from dogfish head which had the same kind of like whoa what is this is a bitter there's fruit in it what's happening that's patent pending we'll work on it the drinking socially apricot beer podcast documentary coming to you (laughs) in 2029 um but funny how Fruit, uh, with funny, funny fruit things. There's a joke there. I'm not smart enough to make it. All right, we have more questions. We have. We're gonna. We're, it's not my show. It's it's Kyle's show. Let me find this. Okay. So, so you just mentioned replatforming, and this is something that got me really excited. Just kind of thinking about Untappd is almost 11 years old, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. So, what was that like for you? Kind of looking back at 11 years of the app and then really 11 years of other apps and where apps have gone and where technology is and how people gather information and stuff. I mean, we, we're kind of, where the replatform is getting us kind of back to a new baseline. It sounds like with obviously some amazing improvements, but it's really about the future. So like, and to do that, to play with the future, you kind of have to think and predict the future almost. So I imagine Going through this, there were like inspiration or other apps mm. you looked at, or some kind of exploratory process where you were like, "What do we really want this to look like 11 years from now?" And try to at least give yourself a is the best chance possible to to follow that road. So if you could just kind of take us through that, yeah, a little bit that whole process and what that, how you kind of do that. I I will say
2: definitively we would not be at the point that we're at today with the application, both with its success as well as with its design and its feature set without Greg being at the helm of and being the sole uh, developer on that project for so long. Like we, we learned so much. It's actually really wild. Pardon the pun again, to go back and (laughs) look at what the application looked like in you know, in 2012, let alone 2018, and how far we've come, what we've learned in the meantime, and all of that comes to a head when you do something like a replatform and uh, and move to uh, either a new language or, or you're rewriting certain parts of the application, uh, because you're reconsidering, like, why did we make these decisions? Why are things the way that they are? And as much as we wanted to maybe innovate and change things in the moment when we were going from the older version to today's version that's available uh, to to everyone, we wanted to make sure that what we were building was solid. We were not changing things up so much that you had to relearn how to do core things inside of the application. And so what you see in the app in 4.0 shouldn't feel unfamiliar. it should be, in all honesty as close to the latest version that you had used of the app as possible as much as we could possibly get. now it's going to be missing some features and we've we've talked about a couple of those in the product updates blog Um, uh, you can go take a look there, see you know what's missing currently, what we really wanted to bring to the application but uh, didn't make it to the final cut. In that release version, but we're hoping to bring to future versions very, very soon. Um, And so that's that's really kind of like where we sit today. It's like I mentioned, foundational. We feel like the team now that we have behind it uh, that we've grown over time over the last couple of years um, is going to be able to innovate and support and and build a really interesting app for the craft beer community that is um, going to really push the boundaries and, and hopefully be something that uh, folks really enjoy. Uh, we, we build this application for the untapped community. We build this so that, you know, you can find the, the next craft beer so that you finding your new apricot ale will learn more about craft beer. To speak to a little bit about uh, like the app landscape, Harrison, and, and yeah. what you were talking about in terms of like inspiration from other applications and where where we might be drawing inspiration, what we might want to do in the future, I would say probably one of the most uh, inspiring and um, also like competitive places for us, as well as like a, a really interesting barometer for where where the craft. Beer community is today mm-hmm. is Instagram. Uh, and over the last couple of years, Instagram's really been that place where, like, it doesn't matter what hops are in it, it doesn't matter uh, how long it took to brew, or frankly, who brewed it for that matter. What matters is what does it look like? What does the packaging look like? Is this something that other people are liking? And, and that has drawn in other folks to, to learn about beer and then actually try those beers and see whether or not that thing that they saw was something that they actually liked. And, and that's also bringing in a lot of new faces to, to craft beer that are drawn in by the look and kind of the identity and the culture of craft beer and, and craft beer selling, honestly, um, and, and brand accounts on, on, a, on a Instagram. So that's a, that's a really interesting part of uh, the beer culture that I think we we can learn a lot from and um, try and tap into a little more than than maybe we have in the past. Uh, we we do have obviously posting to Instagram in Untapped today, but, you know, what else might we be able to do to uh, to bring folks over and, and fill in a little more of the. Uh, the history, or the information, or other things—what people think behind uh, the craft beer that they're seeing in in Instagram. So, I think there's some, some opportunities there. Uh, but I guess, I guess TikTok, right? I, I guess I don't know. It, right? I, I, we do. We have to say we have to say something about TikTok. I I will say TikTok's recommendation engine is the powerhouse behind their success and. It's interesting because you know recommendations in beer are also something that is really really important to either your first experiences or your continuing experience with beer in general and with Untapped and and you know we we do some smarts behind recommendations what your friends have had your check in history what you've rated things um, but there's probably a lot more to to grasp there as well in terms of finding that next craft beer and sharing that next beer with uh with the folks that that you you know go to the bar with or check in online with and and have a zoom call are people still doing that is that still is that still a thing that people are doing virtual happy hours
0: yeah probably yeah yeah more, yeah. more or less i feel like we're all we're That's all pretty exciting. burnt out
2: on uh <laughs> on meeting virtually we the data shows it lots of lots of folks meeting in person these days so yeah yeah, it's it's an so, interesting world out there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sometimes yeah. scary, um, sometimes exciting. It was really it was amazing to see what we could do when COVID forced us. And now, <laughs> to your point, Kyle, I think some of us are tired of it. Um, <laughs> I bump into a stranger at TJ Maxx, and all of a sudden, we're best friends just to see a real person. Um, I got a, I got a question, not a good, not a good tangent, but uh, from Daryl in the Facebook group, he's really active uh, proponent of untapped and beer. And I like this question. It's a two part question. So I'm going to ask it to you both parts at once, and I'll let you decide where you want to go. But what old things did Kyle fight to keep, but maybe had to let go because of the update? And you kind of alluded to that a little bit. And then conversely, what new things are you kind of surprised that worked out so well, or maybe even if I can expand on that, what the, the maybe we're, where are we going? Are we doing TikTok, yeah. Instagram stories at untapped? My, <laughs> you know, maybe hopefully not, but maybe. Yeah. I, uh,
2: so it's an interesting way to frame it too. I think because, um, There were things that I would have loved to put into this first version that that we rolled out, um, but the data just didn't tie it out. Right. Um, One of the one of those things I would say is making friends in untapped is sometimes difficult. Right. Where do I search for folks? Are they at the local bar? Are they nearby nearby tab? By the way, great way to find like people who are kind of in your area also interested in, in checking in. Um, that's on the activity tab, the second one from from the left. The The thing that we did not bring that is coming soon and is still in development right now are friend name tags. And the friend name tags are, uh, were introduced as a part of Untaps 2019 uh, Charlotte Beer Festival. And we developed those in order to make it easier to make friends in person. And when you scan someone else's... QR code with their face on the inside. Right. It automatically sends a friend request to that person that you scanned. And so, you know, John, I could show you my QR code. You could scan it through the call that we're having right now, or you could scan it if we were at the bar. And I wouldn't have to search for your name. I wouldn't even have to ask you what your name is. I would just send you a friend request because you look like you're using Untapped, uh, and you know, we could we could become Untapped friends. And unfortunately that the data, again, over the last year of us being in lockdown, uh, not going out to bars and restaurants as much, or at least, um, you know, going outside of our regular households, just data didn't tie out to say that this is a feature that folks are actively using right now. And so, uh, it's something that we will be building. We are building currently and is going to be in a future version, but for now we've got a, uh, we've got a coming soon screen inside of the application. So as much as I really wanted to bring that friend, uh, that friend tagging back, it's um, it's going to be just a little while longer. Um, something that I'm surprised worked out so well in, in this application. I mean, dark modes, the easy answer here, right. Uh, mm-hmm. Along with a yeah, it's, I, yeah. it's something I can tell you for a fact, this is the most frequently requested feature that we ever received ever since 3.0 launched in 2017. This is the thing that folks wanted. And I get it. I 100% get it. You're in a dark brewery, a dark bar. Yeah. It is, I, you're three beers deep. You don't want to open an application that's blindingly bright uh, in in your eyes. And so uh, I'm really glad that we were able to bring this feature uh, and and put it at the front of, of this uh, particular update that we rolled out. The other thing I would say that, that probably worked out pretty well uh, so far, at least in, in the feedback I've seen, is the uh, sorting and filtering is a little bit different in this version than it was in the last one. We've added uh, the sorting and filtering options up at the top of the page for yeah. those big major categories on the Discover page. Those are a much easier, faster, quicker way of seeing all of the sorting options and selecting one and kind of going from there. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can you know, get some feedback quickly on that, iterate and, and bring some more value to other parts of the application soon by, um, by rolling that out. It should be said, too, we had not had an update to this application in six months. And so this is just a breath of fresh air to be able to release this. Talk about feedback, talk about building more. We've had two releases in the last two weeks. I'm excited to do another one this week. And so we're we're moving. This this train's going and uh you, you gotta get on.
0: And what's the best way, uh Kyle? You mentioned feedback. What's the best way for people listening to this podcast if they're if they do want to say, Hey, Kyle, I love the dark mode, but I the yeah. filtering would be better if it were I don't know. And, and a 13 point font, what's the best way for them to communicate that to you?
2: My personal cell phone number is, <laughs> uh, no, the the, be- the best way I would say to, to get in touch really. And, um, the, the, probably the easiest is to reach out to either our our support team. You can do so by going to help. .untap.com or, Feedback at untapped.com is the email address that goes straight to my email inbox and our uh, product management team over on the untapped team. So that's really the best way. Emailing feedback at untapped.com. Perfect.
0: Can we send up pictures up to that? You
2: What's can that? send videos, John, so long as uh, the attachments I think are less than 20 megabytes. So Got it. Yeah. any, any ideas, uh, issues, feedback—all of that can go over over to that address. And uh, either our support team will help you out, or you know, we'll, we would really relish the uh, the feedback early and often. Uh, that's like I mentioned before, we build this application for the community, and you all are imperative in our continuing success, as well as you know, making sure that uh, your your experience at Untapped is, is a good one.
1: Cool, that's great. Then and it's in that similar kind of vein. Then so Jared from the uh, from the Facebook Facebook group, he had a, a question about basically what he was saying was when will you expand suggestions to mm. coordinate to your preferred ingredient taste based off of previous related brew. So here's kind of like a, a feedback everywhere from Jared, yeah. right, right, to you. So we got it right in the stories, Jared. You're welcome. The,
2: <laughs> it's a great idea. First of all, love the idea. Um, it's, it's interesting when we're talking about data too, because behind the scenes untapped at its core is a beer database. It's a place where you can search, uh, find information about beers, but we're only as good. The beer database is only as good as both the information that's provided by brewers, the information that users are gathering as they're checking things in and adding beers to the database. And only as good as our volunteer, extraordinarily good volunteer team of moderators is on moderating that information and keeping it clean, concise, uh, and as as good as possible. So I uh, shout outs to them for for the really really hard work that they do. Um, so th- in order to get smarter, right? I mentioned TikTok and their their recommendations algorithm. In order to get smarter with recommendations, one You have to have the data. That's the first thing. The second thing is you have to find a correlation in the data to actual meaningful outcomes. And that's a really difficult thing to prove. And it may take longer than, than you might think Um, just because we recommend it doesn't mean you'll like it. And I think we've, we've tried to take that into consideration with our recommendation engine today, which if you scroll down on the Discover page, you'll see kind of recommended beers at the bottom. It's a carousel that you can kind of swipe between, add things to your your wish list or uh, hit the notifications bell and get updates for when that beer is available on a menu nearby you. But that is powered by um, a, a bunch of different data points and not ingredients today because we don't have that ingredients information. And so I think... You know, I'm in agreement. I think one of the one of the easiest things to to say here about ingredients and and tying them to flavor profiles and folks' preferences, is hops. Hop selection, right? I'm I'm definitely a mosaic guy. I love mosaic hops. Just for whatever reason, anything single-hopped mosaic, I'm all over. Uh, Nelson, also all over Nelson. Yeah. Um. So any anything. With that, I think I would probably gravitate towards. And that's not always in the beer name, unfortunately. And so it, it's a really complex problem. I'll just sum up as, you know, we'd love to be able to do this someday. Um, and I, I think our moderators would probably love the opportunity to be able to to go through and say what hops are and what beers. Um, but today, it's it's not something currently on the roadmap. Great idea, though.
0: I can appreciate that. And honestly, one of the most candid and honest answers anyone's ever given on an, on a podcast anywhere. So thank you for that, <laughs> Kyle. Um, before we get into Harrison's been warming up a seat. Some might Ooh. even call it a hot seat. But um, before we get into there a little bit uh, more about Kyle, right? Beautiful voice, loves drinking beer. Um, <laughs> you're one of the original hosts of Drinking Socially. Arguably, Harrison and I wouldn't be here had it not been for you. And now yeah. we know Pyramids, uh, Apricot, Apricot, Wheat Beer. Is there an episode that you remember doing in your time at Drinking Socially that was a lot of fun? Maybe give some of our newer listeners a callback to go back oh, and listen man. to and discover? yes
2: there's definitely one episode that sticks out for me specifically uh well uh, let me say two two episodes one we uh tim and i played uh tim the co-founder of Untapped, played a game of is this a hop name or a villain a comic book villain and (laughs) you needed to you you had to guess which of those was was which and that would probably be, I I don't know if there's as much innovation today in hop naming. Um, we've kind of moved all to like experimental names at this point. 17C.
1: Yep. Things like that.
0: (laughs) So,
2: yeah. So, so at the moment, uh, maybe, maybe not as relevant, but back then when we, when we did that game, it was, it was pretty fun, um, to, to, to try and figure out which was which, um, the other one in terms of like a standout beer that, that I had, um, Umami monster from garage project Ooh, was wow. one of the beers that we featured on, on that. And that's brewed with, with bonito flakes. And uh-huh. when I talking about umami, that was, that was a meal in a glass that was like drinking uh cold miso soup with, I don't know, hops in it. Maybe I couldn't even <laughs> tell, to be honest. Uh, it was a really interesting Really, really interesting. One of the most interesting beers I've had. So yeah, definitely recommend those those two episodes. Couldn't tell you what numbers they are, but uh but they're somewhere in there.
1: We'll find them. We'll drop them in the show notes so you guys can click on that to check them out if we if we can. The, the hop the hop villain one may be harder, but I'm sure we can find Umami Monster. But we'll do we'll do our best. But that sounds delicious and a lot of fun. And now makes me want to play more games thinking about hops and villains. Ours is not going to be hopefully as difficult. Really. It's just you shooting from the hip, Kyle going with your gut. Let's trusting go. you right. Your inner, whatever um, your inner mommy. I don't know if that's a thing, um, but the, the, the name of the game is hot seat. It's just a riff off this or that. I'm going to say one thing or the other, Give me your gut reaction. If you have a why, I'll pause and let you lay that on us. But if not, that's fine. Sometimes it's just because, and to dive too deep into the why may, I don't know, unlock unnecessarily counseling or other episodes. We don't have time to, time time or the resources to handle. So, but I'll leave that up to you. Um, And we're going to do about, let me see, uh, like 12 of them or so. So, really. Let's go. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't think, go with your gut. All right. And we'll start with some, I mean, yeah, wet your whistle, get ready. Start with some, I don't know, some simple ones, I guess. So cans or bottles, what do you got?
2: Cans. Okay. Definitely because the, I am, I'm also a Coca-Cola soda must be in a can. I do not like the bottle Uh, for whatever, whatever it's worth. I just don't like bottles.
1: Fair enough. Perfect. All right. Draft or package?
2: Draft. I love a good
1: half pint. Mm. Yes. Yes, that's right. The original flight as you go, just a bunch of half pints all night. All right. Hoppy or mild?
2: Mild. I'm really like, give me a good ESB. Like, I just want... Something super super mild, um, the 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 hop mash. I, I could take or leave these days.
1: There you go. I love it. I'm with you there. All right, this one's fitting for today's episode. Proper glassware or whatever mm. is nearby.
2: Straight from the cans, probably what I'm going to do most of the time. Yes. But uh, sure. glassware, if temperature is important, uh, oftentimes because I do like to regulate again. Yep. I have a, a literal temperature <laughs> gun for, uh, trying to see we're, we're up to, uh, we're up to also 75 degrees now. So not, not doing so hot on the beer, but, um, I care, I care a lot about, uh, probably the, the drinking experience and glassware and eh, take it or leave it. Couldn't care. Yeah,
1: I hear or, you. Good. right. I live once straight from the can. That's the best answer. All right. This is also good for tonight. Aged beer or fresh ones.
2: Fresh, always fresh. I love just brewed yesterday. Uh, got a crowler actually of a wet hot beer from a, a local brewery that, uh, I couldn't let it sit in my fridge for more than 24 hours. I had to. I had to go 32 ounces uh, yesterday because you know you don't you can't let that just sit, right? Nope. No, wet hops. No, that's no, amazing. That's, go for mm-hmm.
1: that's right. It's harvest that's excuse. That's right. It's Harvest day as so we're recording this for a lot of the the uh, the hop farms. We had CLS farms on last week, and they are. Today's the day. Yeah. That um, so yep. probably was pretty fresh and wet. That's awesome. All right. So, uh, yeah, definitely don't want to sit on that. All right. This is a good one and may fire up some people in the comments for music, analog or digital. What say you?
2: Digital, so long as I can go over like. 192. I can't tell the difference between 192 KBPS and 256 KBPS. So as long as it's constant bit rate higher than 192 we're okay on MP3 digital. The second that you go, I can tell the difference absolutely between 64, 96 128, like all of those very, very easy to tell the difference. Um, but I could not care again, less than, than I do right now about, about analog. If for the only reason that I actually care a lot about, uh, 1980s Japanese city pop, which isn't available on digital on Spotify. <laughs> and so I do have to definitely import more analog content, uh, in order to just get my fix. I, I, I just keep collecting. I don't know why, but I, I just really enjoy, really enjoy that music. And so, I do analog where I have to digital almost entirely uh, the rest of the time.
0: Wow. love the opportunity, Spotify, right. Build out your eighties Japanese city pop collection. What are you doing?
2: It's pretty good. It's getting really good. To be honest, Spotify has got some good, good deals with Sony now, good deals with, uh, with ones who've, who've passed rights between different holding companies and now uh, found yeah. their way somehow through a, uh, like cd subreddit somewhere and now it's on spotify i'm <laughs> unsure
1: but right uh, it's there now the magic of back channels i love it all right so this is a similar question on the tech side of things and i think i know the answer to this but i love being wrong um i didn't do it every day so i have to love it all right i have five laptops or i have a timex watch and i like to disconnect where are you are you ya- deeper in the you might you probably right <laughs> would think you might be being a, think being, being a product in the digital world all the time or is that timex on the beach really no def- be.
2: definitely the former it is yeah. the five different laptops uh multiple devices ringing at once uh, <laughs> I've, i have three monitors in front of me right now so yeah i'm i'm definitely on the tech side
1: unfortunately no watch that's right, watch list. There you go. That weighs you down. Times the mind killer or something. I don't need hey, that. Nah, I don't need. I don't need to know that. My my whole life's scheduled anyway. That's right. Smart. Right. I just wait for my alerts <laughs> to tell me what to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. This is a little more open ended. So, if TV. What show are you watching right now, if any? Oh gosh, what was the last show I watched? Or even mm. the past eighteen months. There have been. Uh, I've been doing a lot of binging. Like the world has anything,
2: I very seriously, very seriously, <laughs> I cannot remember the last show I watched. Um, I think probably it would have been the first three or four episodes of Catch Twenty Two. Okay. Um.
1: Oh yeah, right.
2: I think I think that's all I've watched. I am definitely more of a, a movie buff uh letterboxd they also don't like ease as much as we don't like ease uh they are a great service for uh finding movies checking into movies saying when you watched it what you rated it it's basically untapped for movies so um one of my favorite apps at the moment is is definitely letterboxd and uh so i'm watching movies right now it's spooky season Got to right. watch those scary movies.
1: Here we go. That's the next question. Movies. What should we all watch this weekend, Kyle? Tell us. I would say probably The Abyss. Uh, yes. yes. Seeing
2: the the scene where, again, content warning for, like, animal abuse, if that's not your thing. Uh, yeah. I did read an article. If that's not your thing. No. <laughs> I did read an article that the fluid that the rat breathes in the scene where they like are showing you how the the breathable fluid. I forget the word uh, that it is, but how it works. The rat was breathing the fluid, which in a 1980s movie.
1: Yeah,
2: I like. Yes, it had to be a practical effect. There was no other way around it. It needed to be a real thing. Go watch that movie. It's very good. Again, if you're claustrophobic, probably not a good movie. If you don't <laughs> like underwater scenes, probably not a good movie.
0: Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yep. Oh. Uh, but overall, uh, yeah, probably the one of the biggest surprises of, uh, of spooky season so far for me.
1: Uh, it's one of the best. That's that's great. I agree. Haven't seen it. Go check it out. All right. And then breweries a little more open ended. So which one do you want to visit when you can visit breweries? What's what's on your list? John, and I would kind of email list of places we'll go to and we can go to things again and take trips. Do mm-hmm. You have any, we've have been doing something similar, kind of making a short list.
2: Uh, yeah, that's it. So the last, the last brewery trip where I really remember lots of people being was the, uh, 2020 Pliny, the younger line in Mm. Santa Rosa, California stood in line, got my four pack of bottles the first year that they ever bottled it and sent that, sent that out East. Um, and it was, that was definitely like one of the, one of the better experiences again, standing in line for eight hours, not really a good experience overall, but when you get to have that at the end of it, pretty, pretty good.
1: Uh, Worth it,
2: probably, for the most part. Uh, <laughs> the The place I would want to visit, though, is definitely their other location. So I was downtown. I was in downtown Santa Rosa and standing in line there. But their they're more north location for Russian River. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the pictures. Yeah. Just looks spectacular. And I, I feel like that's the place you got to get out to. Um, that part of, of California also just... Very beautiful this time of year, not so much given the smoke and the fires and everything else that that we're dealing with at the moment. But, you know, all other times of year, February, great time, good time to get out there. Um, But, yeah, it's it's a really cool spot. And again, wild ales like that's. Yeah, you know, the moment you walk into a brewery that does open, open fermentation and and wild ales like you can smell it, you smell it in the air you it just has that essence and it's i just love that i love being around that
1: that's great I feel like i'm there now i'm smelling it certainly smells like i'm there now this whole room is now <laughs> that's been taken over by this beer hopefully mm. you guys are experiencing something similar all right let's finish up with a couple more quick fire ones so all right fishing or golf
2: i've been fishing once in my life i've okay. been golfing more than that golf all right because you can bring
1: beer (laughs) well you can bring beer to fishing too but true uh, uh, that's fine again you don't need a reason your gut says (laughs) golf go with golf you can't drown playing golf well maybe you can depends how much beer you bring but um that's a whole that's a story of a horse of a different color not important uh dogs or cats
0: cats i have 10 10 Let's not unpack that. Email feedback at untapped. <laughs> All
1: right. Let's do breakfast or dinner. Oh, breakfast for dinner. Yeah, Ooh, that's the win. Love it, love it. And then, are you cooking or are you ordering takeout for anything for, for dinner, breakfast? <laughs> for breakfast
2: dinner. I am cooking. I am. I'm cooking forty eight hour beef ribs in my sous vide and then popping them in the oven and eating that just kind of oh. kind of mustardy a little bit of brown sugar caramelize it up yeah
0: wow
2: that's definitely what i'm doing
0: yeah Damn, me too me too. Yeah. me too
1: we'll be right over <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this maybe just answers answered that in the-, the thing for sure right. yeah just put them near the door and we won't even bother you. We'll just mm-hmm, eat in and mm-hmm. grab the ribs and all right. So maybe this answers my next question then. Best thing you've ever eaten.
2: Uh, that's really, really difficult. Um I'm having a really hard time. This is this. The the seat is hot. Uh,
0: Usually I'll just ask what the first thing that came to your mind was. And hopefully it's not like a saltine cracker or it can be peanut butter and jelly. Sometimes that's the truth. Right. It's the the Friday French toast sticks from fifth grade.
2: I would probably say so this again, uh, content warning for animal abuse. Foie gras. Uh, which which is which is problematic uh i had foie gras nigiri which is like the rice the little small thing of rice and usually it's it's like raw fish over the top tuna salmon uh scallop you know raw scallop whatever uh, with a little bit of wasabi underneath the protein and then you take the whole thing and, and you do that uh blow torched piece of uh uh it was a blowtorched piece liver. of yeah of liver and on rice on sushi rice with a little bit of wasabi underneath. And wow. that foie gras was just melt in your mouth. Incredible. Uh, had that at Uchi in Houston in Texas. Um, that was probably the single that was the single
0: best bite I've ever had. Ooh. There's a Spanish farmer that found a way to convince geese to overeat naturally, effectively by picking on them and uh, taking them away from their mother. So I don't know if that's hmm. better than the foie gras we usually eat, but we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> We're working on yeah,
2: it. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I've been in California so long. I've seen the foie gras ban. I've seen the foie gras come back. I've seen the foie gras be banned again. So it's in the, Like uh, in the food scene, it seems to be uh, somewhat divisive. And so, yeah, it can be. I I don't I don't love the idea of it again. The flavor stellar, like galactic flavors just over the moon. So
1: but I know that it's bad. I know that it's a bad thing. Let's finish with something that's universally good. The best beer you remember having.
2: This was on this is my usual go to Uh, this was on a beach on a small island, a thousand kilometers south of Tokyo. And I was there in April of twenty eighteen. And this island is very small, but you have to take a a public transit bus to get there. And I would say there's maybe maybe. A thousand ish people on the entire island, and it's not a tourist destination really at all and so when when you go anywhere on this island, uh the beaches just sandy, clean, beautiful beaches, tropical weather, completely empty, end to end half a mile in either direction, not a single soul. I walked to uh in in town in in the area where i before i got on the bus walked to a vending machine which in japan can have beer in it and so i picked up a can of uh uh, you know a tokyo branded craft beer and got on the bus headed to the beach and cracked open that beer on the beach with not a single soul there beautiful weather totally sunny and uh was able to still check in they, they good enough signal to, to, to check in. So check that in again, just a magical, magical place, uh, to, to have a beer. I am transported back there immediately. Just thinking about it. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. Me too. I've never been, but I feel like, it. I feel like, I feel like I was there. Any,
2: you were there with me, Harrison. I don't even remember.
1: It was uh yeah, it was a weird time. That's right. That was the other, only other person, Kyle.
0: Any verified <laughs> venues nearby?
1: No, not 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 a
2: single one, unfortunately. Yeah, we actually the the funny part about that trip as well was uh, Untapped had just been written about in a Japanese craft beer journal, like a, a, a paper sort of zine, and I was thumbing through it at the the beer inn in Hokkaido and found like, hey, there's like there's this article, not any English in it, except for in the screenshot of obviously the application. And it was talking about how untapped is kind of changing a little bit about the beer culture in, in Japan and and how, um, you know, rating beers and finding out more about, especially American craft beers, uh, is changing the beer scene there because there are folks now brewing in the country and learning about, um, learning about American craft beer and trying to kind of like cater that towards towards that market. It's really interesting. Um, obviously their own spin on, on a lot of different things, but um, it was an interesting article. Wow. Cool. Google translates your friend in that case, right? right. Like a, as much as, as much as possible on something printed <laughs> like that.
1: Holy cow. Right. Well, that was it, Kyle. That was such an amazing answer. <laughs> I feel like it took us all over the world there and all over your history and the past, a little bit of the future. And now I want breakfast for dinner and to mm. watch the abyss and drink yeah, wet off IPAs. What do I have to do to live with you for uh, <laughs> a year? That's right. Interesting on tap giveaway. No, I'd love not. to have you guys out. Yeah, that'd be great. You gotta come to California.
0: That's okay. It. Yep. Well That's we have the easiest tell. Yeah. <laughs> That's We're exactly in. Um, there's a lot of good places to drink in California, too, Kyle. and Before we let you go, we usually like to feature a verified venue on every episode of drinking socially now and uh usually, we'll try and feature a place that has one of the beers that we're drinking on the menu, but since we drank so many today, well, <laughs> I only drank one, but we drank three collectively. I want to ask you Kyle, where's uh, if if we're coming out in California, what's a, a verified venue that you would want us to visit? If you are
2: anywhere near me, which is kind of middle of nowhere, but <laughs> uh, one of my favorite places right now was actually the place where I leveled up. Uh, you don't know Brett the last time, and so I feel like it's relevant uh, yeah. this This place is Fair called not. Poor Decisions Tap Room in Hollister, California. Uh, they've got a local badge so you can level that one up to level 100, but, um, it's kind of a, uh, arcade bar and, uh, nineties themed nostalgia tap room. Uh, the place is just cool as heck. Uh, Ricky Martin on the TV, uh, You know, yeah. t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game in the back. Yes. Um, yeah. It's it's a really cool place they have across from and they just opened this up recently across from all like the, the stacks of arcade uh, cabinets that they have. They have a, a digital menu, one of our our untapped digital menus right behind them with uh, tap handles that are made of Lego, uh, which is just super <laughs> cool as well. It's like, again, dripping in 90s nostalgia. And for mm. me. I don't mean to date both of you, but that was my childhood. And so that's (laughs) that's like really like what I I latch on to. And I I just I love this place. Again, you'll find them featured on some of the screenshots. It is probably the closest verified venue to me. So you'll find it in the screenshots for 4.0. You'll see it kind of in some of the uh, marketing materials that that we're putting out since uh, I have a, a hand in those. And so, yeah, it's plus you can't. Can't go wrong with a name like Poor P O U R Decisions Tap Room. It's um I, I every time I see it and, and put it on my check ins, I always get a, a chuckle from a couple of folks on yep. on there. So it's it's good.
0: That is a great name. Great puns are yep. never underappreciated or appreciated enough, I should say, on this podcast. True. And it 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 makes me begs to ask maybe for the director's cut of this podcast. Kyle, as a child of the 90s, and I think Harrison and I would fall into there. I mean, maybe even a child of, the, of time for me, but that's um, <laughs> video game experience you had in the 90s, or maybe afterward, but a, a video mm. game, game from the 90s.
2: Definitely the... So this was the advent of the portable video game console. So like Game Boy was definitely one of the things that like was formative for me at at that point, Tetris especially was, was one of those things. But I would say, um, the thing that really, that really made video games stick for me was the arcade racer, uh, stunt FX in, on, uh, super Nintendo. It was a, it was like a color 3d, uh, frame rate was like five frames a second so looking looking back on it today is just it's incredible what your brain like can interpret as just what wow, these graphics are right. are you kidding there's never gonna be anything better than this these are the best graphics i've ever seen it it's so lifelike these five polygons that make up this car is a car i can't believe it uh but that that game was definitely formative in terms of like the kinds of games that i'm i'm into these days so that's super nintendo was just like that aesthetic more of that please yeah yeah there
1: i remember playing i think it was super mario brothers 3 when you get the raccoon hat that made you fly super yeah super nintendo, there we cool go time great co- great console Ah. Ah, uh, the glory days. If only I had enough time to play video games all Not Saturday morning. You
0: can <laughs> grab a six-pack of your favorite beer and replay Final Fantasy III. It's Sunday, someday. So. Sunday, Sunday. That's right. Sunday. Cool.
1: Wow. Well, this has been a blast, Kyle. I want to thank you again for sharing these insights about Untapped 4.0. We're here. Everybody check it out if you haven't yet. If people at home want to follow you on Untapped, Kyle, do you mind? Do you want to share your handle? Is that yeah yeah it is um i
2: just i I feel like i'll 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 accept all friends on untapped you can follow me kyle roderick on untapped i'm also hop burps on twitter if you want to follow me there yes. um i i I tend i tend to just do both of those things often when when having beer so it's uh it feels appropriate but yeah thanks for having me guys this has been great love chatting with you Sorry, we couldn't do this in person, but you know, someday I'll be I'll be back out to to the offices, and I'll I'll get to see both of you. So I'm excited.
1: Yes, and hopefully you'll bring some Russian River with you. Won't hold you to it. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. understand yep. checking bags can be difficult, but um, but yeah, we'll look forward to that. Absolutely, that'll happen, and we'll we'll do another podcast then and catch up and talk about the '90s and what we're eating I and drinking and. Need. Yep, me, definitely
2: me, Kyle's I, I, yeah I'm, I'm I'm saying look uh, if we pivot this podcast to just becoming like a super nintendo twitch channel like I, I get it that like we just have to we'll find a way to do it but um <laughs> it'd be a good time beers and yes. beers and nintendo sounds That's
0: like right. permission if i've ever heard it
1: we'll Beers and
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i don't know i don't know we're just footballing i love it but cool thanks again kyle we'll talk to you soon yep thanks guys All right, so I feel like we may, John, have some time for Best Beers of the Week.
0: Yeah, I think um, I'm just thinking about Kyle and his meat, but I I think we can squeeze in uh, the Best Beer of the Week that I remember having last week comes from New Anthem, It was a Wilmington-esque recollection that I went through. And I was actually catching up on all the check-ins. This last month, I was really busy, so I would just take a picture of the beers I was drinking and save them. Initially, it was going to be like a check-in from last night, and then it just evolved into a check-in from last week. The one that rings the loudest in my memory is I bought us tickets from New Anthem, and I actually got it from you, Harrison. And it was... The, the best part about it, it, you know, New Anthem brings me the haze bombs that I love and, and crave and think about and relish. But this was a pale ale and it was I mean, it was just like it was it, it was manufactured perfectly. The hops yeah. were in there, but they weren't overpowering. And as soon as I finished it, I wanted another. And that doesn't happen to me very often uh, in today's craft beer world where I want a different another beer. So right. I bought us tickets from New Anthem. That was great. What about you, Harrison?
1: Yeah, I was impressed with the lighter side of things and kept the year of the lager going strong, which we need to formally revisit on the show again, which we will um, soon. But I had Bright from Burial, which is an Italian style pilsner. Uh, I think it's a totally new offering from them, or at least, you know, it just was released. I literally pulled it off the, the truck at Hay uh, hey Beer, one of the local bottle shops here, when they, they pulled up with it. Uh, delicious. It's a crisp kind of light cracker. It's like the lightest cracker ever. Like if, a, if you could make a a paper airplane out of crackers and fly that through an igloo and then drink it, it was that in a glass. That makes sense, right? But it was very light. It was super crisp and I poured it and then uh, happened to find Gladiator on TV and I thought, well, an Italian style Pilsner gladiator or we're going back to ancient greece rome one of those not important it made I think sense we'll claim
0: those yeah we'll cl- we'll, yeah we'll claim that
1: it all it all lined up for me um that night but really delicious and right, one of those beers where i had to slow down and not chug it instantly because i wanted to but it's just so well made It kind of it's tough to you don't think pills and i'll sit with this for an hour and a half and see what it does this one i could have though it was a lot happening that was um you know on the cracker side of things that kind of t- change to like a light fruity notes and then a little bit of grass happening and then more cracker and then just like this kind of weird bubbly crispness that it evolved as i drank it which you don't do that i don't do it anyway much in pilsner so happy to to take the time
0: and enjoy that one and speaking of happy you know what makes me happy harrison
1: Yes, but go ahead. I'm not going to say it in case I'm wrong and embarrass you. But go ahead. What do you mean, John? I
0: was going to say for Shoot 08 Glues. But also, it makes me happy when we see you guys follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Check out Untapped, uh, especially on social media. It's where you're going to get to see or even get a heads up on some of the new features that Kyle was hinting at when those are released uh, when and what's going on in San Diego with the upcoming beer fest in October. So check out untapped on Twitter, Instagram, or make sure you are keeping up with me and Harrison at podcasts.untap.com because in seven days we're going to a rock and roll concert.
1: Well, John, I mean, we've got hard rock and we've got soft rock, but where's the mild rock? Maybe it's nowhere. Maybe that's best. But next week, we're going to get our mild on and maybe find out. I guess until then, (laughs) cheers.